0: You stick around at the end. There's more information about our community and how to find us. And now, here's this week's Centering Scripture, followed by the sermon. Our scripture is from Romans 12, chapter 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect.
1: Do not be conformed to this age. So this is a message that Imperial Church authorities have used to condemn trans and queer people like me. It's a message that those in power often wield to say, stop progressing, stop advancing as a culture, and instead embrace potentially ignorant and bigoted notions of a bygone era. It's a sentiment that for over 30 years kept me trying to conform to the models of what someone assigned male at birth should be. Because that's the lie that cisgender supremacy wants us all to believe. That accepting trans people is a product of this age and is against the way it's always been, or even against God's will. Well, I pray y'all are ready for some preaching today. (laughs) Cause I'm just gonna jump into the deep end here. You see, this passage doesn't stop at do not be conformed to this age. We heard it. It continues on to say, be transformed by the renewing of the mind to discern what is the will of God. Do not be conformed to this age. Do not listen to the powers of this age, but discern for yourself the will of God. Do not seek to conform, but live in a renewed way. Now you all have known me as Nora for a few years now, and yet many of you met me when I was trying to conform to this age's idea of what someone assigned male at birth should do and be. I was trying to conform for so long until the pandemic hit. And suddenly, something changed inside me. I realized I was living for other people. And not in a humble servant kind of way, but in an obsessively critical way. One that caused me to constantly question my own actions and words. I was consumed by concern for being perfect, but not to God. I was consumed by concern to be perfect in society's eyes. During the pandemic, when all the security of society fell away, I decided I was done playing by the rules of someone else's game. I began discerning and accepting the will of God for my life, that I ought to live authentically because I was made a beloved child of God. And no powers or principalities could ever separate me from that love. And now, I speak and move and dress how I want. How I have always wanted, without concern for conforming to this age's idea of what someone assigned male at birth should be. So when we thought of this series, Wicked came right to mind as the iconic song, Defying Gravity, spoke to my life. And while it certainly can be seen as a trans anthem, or really, any queer liberation anthem, Happy Pride Month, (laughs) y'all. I believe this song that we will soon hear can speak to straight, cisgendered people as well. Because gender stereotypes hurt everyone. If men are supposed to be the breadwinner and a man loses his job, he's less of a man to society. Yet to the Holy Spirit of God, you are always beloved, as flawed and broken, falling short of whatever perfection is pushed on you. Fathers, we celebrate you today. And even if you struggle to provide, even if you wrestle with expressing emotion, even if you are not the brave, bold leader, not the self-starter, the rock that stands alone in triumph, that selfless provider that society says you must be, even then, you are still beloved. Who here feels social pressures in their daily life? Anybody? I know the women here feel social pressures. I know non-binary folks here feel social pressures. Pressures to look a certain way, or dress a certain way, or speak a certain way. Am I off base? Yeah, I'm off base. No, no, I'm, not. I'm, I'm trying to check in with y'all. Just imagine, just imagine what you could do. If you were actually free of those social pressures. Free from conforming to standards and expectations of this age. Free to discern the will of God for your life. Maybe you could live at peace with your imperfections. Maybe you could live unshackled from the binds that those in power demand you live up to some standard that someone else just made up. May we be inspired to take that leap of faith and live not as we are expected, but as we are called. Maybe if we lived free from the expectations and desire to conform to this age, maybe we could even defy gravity.
2: our scripture text is from john chapter 21 verses 1 through 19. it is paraphrased let us listen for the word
0: of god after these things jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the sea of tiberias and he showed himself in this way gathered there were disciples simon peter said to them i'm going fishing they went out and got into the boat but that night They caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach,
2: but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to them, Children, you have no fish, have you? And they answered him, No. And he said, Cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. And so they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. The disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It's the teacher. And upon hearing Simon, Peter jumped into the sea, but the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish.
0: When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? because they knew it was the teacher. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead.
2: When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, Yes, Rabbi, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. And a second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said to him, Yes, Rabbi, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. And Jesus said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter felt hurt because he had said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Rabbi, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. And after this, he said to him, Follow me. Here ends the word. Raise your hand if you know who these girls are on the screen. Oh, all right. So look around, friends. And actually, if you raise your hand, keep them up because I want your neighbor sitting next to you to find you at coffee hour and talk about Wednesday Adams and Enid, okay? 10 extra points if you can do the dance. Can you do the dance? Bust it out for me, friends. Can you do the Enid and Wednesday dance? Pastor Nor, did I miss it over here? All right, all right. Well, Wicked is the Wizard of Oz 3.0. Right. And Wednesday is the 2023 illustration of a similar dynamic from the Addams Family. Remember the Addams Family? That is y'all's generation. So if you don't know Wednesday and Enid, this is your update, and it's on Netflix. Um, it is not a small child's film, but it certainly is adolescence and up. Do you agree? Yeah, all right. So Wednesday and Enid are similar to Elphaba and Glinda. The first ones are outcasts, misfits in some ways in the eyes of many. Socially, they operate at an arm's length, right? And probably for very understandable reasons. Now, Enid and Glinda, right, you can tell the blonde, are stereotypically more likable. They have conventional good looks, they have people-pleasing personalities, and they are groomed to be do-gooders. They're groomed to do that. And both storylines place the females at boarding school who rub each other in the wrong way. There are hurtful actions, and there are hurtful words that occur between the female characters. Now, if we're honest with ourselves, we can see within our own lives times when we too, okay, even good Christian people, we have been mean, and there are times when we have been recipients of other people's meanness. Within each of us is the capacity to reduce another human. We can be dismissive in our attitudes. We can be rapid with negative judgments. We can fail to give respect. These are some of the dynamics in Glenda and Alphaba's relationship. There's a lack of understanding. There are off putting interactions. There's a lack of appreciation to seek an understanding of the other. These characters, of course, are fictional. The playwright and the screenwriters do a good job of revealing the tensions between the roommates and the sisters. But we also, as these stories come to conclusion, we get a front row seat of the reparation, of some of the healing and the goodness that comes at the end of their stories. This is called relational repair, relational repair, and it is demonstrated in the gospel narrative at Tiberius. So Mary and I read the extended passage so that you could listen and hear it in the fuller context. The breakfast by the sea happens after the resurrection. It is daybreak, and the unsuccessful unsuccessful fishermen are returning to shore. They kind of know that it's Jesus, but it hasn't fully clicked for them. And Jesus calls out to them, In a beautiful way. It's very rarely used in the New Testament. In fact, I think it's only used twice. It's this parental voice. And Jesus calls out to them and says, Children. It's a very, very unique noun that he's he's calling out to the boat. And as he's calling out to the boat, it's Peter who jumps in the water first. He wants to get to Jesus And then there is an exchange of the three questions and directives between Jesus and Peter. Remember, this is the disciple that denied Christ three times in the Passion story. Peter turned his back on Jesus three times, right? Remember that? Before the cock crows, you will deny me. And in that space of time, I kind of think of Peter as a defensive animal. He's in the defense mode. And so you get this uncharacteristic behavior. Peter is in the inner circle. And now in this scene at the shore of Tiberias, they are back in each other's company. And there is an opportunity for restoration. We all have someone, and perhaps several, people that we need to make amends with or repair a relationship. Tiberius, it shows us how to do it. One, hear the voice of the one you have harmed. Acknowledge the need to restore the relationship. Two, Jump in. Jump in. Get wet. Move first towards the one you have hurt. Three, dialogue. Dialogue. Listen to their questions. Engage and accept their requests. And fourth, repair the breach. Repair the breach with love and with actions. And we say, thanks be to God. Amen.
0: As a church located on Lakota land in Minnetonka, Minnesota, St. Luke is a joyful, inclusive, intergenerational, and compassionate community on a spiritual journey seeking to do justice, make peace, and to walk humbly with God. We invite you to join us live for virtual worship each Sunday morning on Facebook or YouTube, or by following the worship links on our website, stluke.mn. Thanks for listening. May you go in peace.